the Lloyd's List Shipping Podcast. Welcome to the Lloyd's List Podcast. I'm Richard Mead, editor of Lloyd's List. This week we're coming to you from North Shipping in Oslo, where I think it's fair to say that decarbonisation of shipping has topped the agenda in most forums, even the ones that aren't specifically discussing climate change. They've all inevitably ended up back on the subjects of how we transition the industry into a zero carbon one. I'm delighted to say that I have with me Catherine Palmer, the Global Head of Sustainability for Lloyd's Register's Marine and Offshore Business, here to discuss with me, what are we going to do? We've heard so much this week from everybody about what we do between 2020 and 2050. And I think it's fair to say that the North Shipping crowd are, uh, you know, they're a self-selecting bunch. They're the innovators, the visionaries, the people who are coming in with ideas about what to do. And yet... I don't see any silver bullet. I don't see any uh, consensus in terms of what we really should be doing. So, Catherine, over to you. What are we supposed to be doing here? (laughs) Well, as you just said, there is no silver bullet. So I don't have the silver bullet answer. But I think what I do have is a real shift in the dynamic and the momentum and I guess the acceptance of the industry in, in knowing that they need to do something. And I think that is um, a real positive. You know, if we look historically how, how shipping has operated and, and reacts to sort of regulation. In fact, is, you know, everyone is embracing the fact they need to change, they need to um, take this on board, acknowledgement that you can't do this alone. And so there very much is that shift in working in partnership and working in collaboration and creating that open dialogue and being much more transparent. Mm. So I think, and, and we see, you know, you can sense that here at North Shipping, you know, the people here are the ones that are the innovators and wanting to lead. And you can see that shift in, in the way that, that they're working yeah. to be able to try and solve, you know, what is most doubtedly, you know, the most complex challenge that the industry is going to face. Absolutely. I mean, this is a so, genuine epoch shift for pretty much everybody who's here. Yeah. But you and I have spoken about this before, and I, I guess the fear is that people come with preconceptions about what the solution looks like, be it hydrogen, yes. ammonia, um, you know, the transition from LNG to other biofuels, and not to uh, suggest that they won't be part of the solution, but I think you know we're almost getting ahead of ourselves in terms of what the end result looks like, and rather than looking at the whole supply chain. Yeah, exactly. Completely agree. And I think um, I think that's key. Is I don't have any preconceived ideas of what the solution is at the moment, and I think those that do have obviously got some evidence or knowledge that I don't necessarily know about. So. Um, So for me at the moment, it's about keeping all options on the table. You know, it's not about ruling those out, not not at this stage of where we are. And it's about understanding, like you said, the whole supply chain, you know, how shipping evolves is so closely linked to how fuel production and power generation evolves. So you can't decouple shipping from how the rest of the economy is going to decarbonize you know Mm. we're not the only ones doing this so let's not try and do this on our own and choose a route you know without considering the other um the production side of things so 
I don't think we can do it on our own. I think we have to consider everything. And I wouldn't have any preconceived ideas at the moment. I think we there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of controversy. You know, you've mentioned LNG. You've mentioned biofuels. There's still some of the most controversial topics to talk about. So I think we're in a period of trying to understand the dynamics, understand those uncertainties. And I don't think we're ready to be able to say today this is the direction we're going to go mm. in it is still a what are the options where are the uncertainties how can we start to narrow down some of those uncertainties and how can we start to unlock some of the barriers where we see there is potential mm. and that's where i think we focus as lawyers registering being able to unlock those kind of barriers i think that's probably one of the more positive takeaways i'm going to leave oslo with is that there does seem to finally now be at least a recognition amongst the very noisy crowd we can hear amongst us um, that it's not just a shipping problem. Even the the hardcore shipping fraternity uh, that are you know based here are now talking far more openly to the banks, the insurers, um, the charter parties. The cargo interests are key, and it's been very uh, interesting to hear some conversations this week with the big cargo interests really being very open about the fact that they know and they see themselves as part of the solution, but they are going to need far more collaboration with the rest of the industry, not just with their existing customers, but with the whole of the supply chain. And while I think that's great, and I think there is that recognition at the top, my concern is that the uh, the good words on stage here only represent a fragment of what is a fragmented industry and uh, the yeah. question is is it going to be enough that the North shipping crowd pull together and find some collaboration and sweet spots you know in terms of doing something that is collaboratively very uh, useful um, is that going to be enough to then filter down to the rest the mass of the industry um i think you're right you know what we take away from from, from here from North shipping yeah. i think you're right yeah Every part of the sector and the supply chain, I think, has recognised they have a role to play and they have levers that they can pull in trying to, to incentivise. You know, you've mentioned finance sector. Very much, you know, we, we've seen this with, with the finance sector moving away from some investments in oil and gas, and we're going to start to see this happening more. Mm. In the shipping sector, as, as, you know, investors want to put their money into the low-to-zero carbon economies, and they want to make sure their portfolios are aligned with, you know, sort of the IMO decarbonisation trajectories. So there's a huge incentive there. If you want finance and you want investment, it's got to be in clean tech rather than... So, and we'll start to see that, I think, you know, the financiers shifting the dial on things, like you said, the charters will start to, you know, if they can start to reward the markets you'll get the market adapting and and driving that change so i think everyone recognizes the role they've got to play and the levers they've got at their hand to be able to to shift the dial and i think now one of the key things is for me i think one of the takeaways from these two days i spent here is is to create the platforms for the open dialogue across the different players 
but also outside of the shipping sector. Mm. What I see is we talk to ourselves all the time. <laughs> and there's a lot we can learn from how we're seeing how we're seeing other sectors shift. You know, how we're seeing renewable like energy mm. shift, how we've seen government incentives and support for that sector. I think we need to start talking outside of our sector to learn more and also making sure that we're not just talking to ourselves. Like you said, we're a fragmented industry. Ship owners talk to ship owners. You know, ship owners talk to charterers, but, you know, yards talk to ship How do you get all the players in the room and also bring in the upstream, the fuel production, and you bring in, you know, sort of the energy producers and you actually start to create those open dialogue platforms. And I, that's what I take away from here is, you know, the next thing I want to go to, I want to be sitting in a room with someone who produces energy, someone who uses energy, whereas and I, that's what I want to do next. Yeah. I mean, some of the more interesting conversations I've been having this week are actually related to finance. And yeah. uh, we hear on the grapevine that there's an announcement in the offing. Yes, um, I there think is. Uh, Lloyd's Register involved. We can't spill the beans just yet. Yes. But Broadly speaking, we are now aligning uh, finance and the contracts between the, the lenders and the, and the owners, and, and they are being aligned with decarbonisation yes. and climate change. Now, that's great, and that will be a real trigger, I think. But it's not just that, and I think this is the thing. We see good pockets of uh, the, the, these things. But it's interesting from your perspective, being, uh, you know, I'd introduce you as marine and offshore. We've seen some really interesting developments in the energy sector where financing has helped. It has pushed renewables. I don't see that coming over to, to shipping just yet. We've seen a few green bonds, literally two last year. I don't think they would necessarily be classed as green in other sectors. I think it's, you know, fairly nascent. But you need uh, verification, you need monitoring, you need hard numbers for the funding community to really take this seriously I think yeah and that's I mean you, you've mentioned um, one finance initiative which um, will be launched in a couple of weeks time um, but also you know talking about climate bonds um, there's another so the climate bonds initiative is working on how they write in criteria to be applied to the shipping sector so again you know a, a part of a working group on writing that criteria so so they're starting to shift as well. I think everyone's recognising now that shipping is is a place that you know effort needs to be put into, mm. and so 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 I think there are financial initiatives um, coming out, and I think they will over time. You know these things they're going to evolve. They're going to you know step one. We've always said you know step one is about understanding and and doing getting the data and understanding but then it's how you then use that data to make informed business decisions going forward yes. and that's no different to ship owners you know in collecting data and having access to data it's which has been enabled you know through the digitalization and it's it's how we then use that data to make informed business decisions mm. and to make sure that our business decisions are sustainable and still relevant in the future Yes. Then that's how we're aligned to, to climate trajectories and, and to transition to low carbon economy. And in terms of the conversations you're having with clients walking past your stand yeah. here today, I mean, are you getting the impression that the right questions are now being asked? 
I think there's still a variation. You know, the sector is so diverse and so, like you said, fragmented. And I think there is still that shift and whether or that that diversity and whether it's because ship type and also geography. Mm. And that is still evident. And like you said, there's going to be a leading group. You know, if we want to create change, you know, we're going to have to have some leaders that are going to innovate that change and create that following until you that following creates the mass and it just becomes a tipping yes. point. And you know, there are going to be parts of the industry that are still going to be coming along as a follower when there's going to be those that are going to be wanting to leave. And there is that diversity is across segment and also across geography. And I think you know, that's where those that are closer to their customer, the drive is coming from the customer. Yes. You know, so a lot of the pilots that are happening now are being paid for by the customer. Mm. So that's a huge shift when it's, you know, I'll, I'll give you my business mm. if you can do X and I'll pay for you to see if we can prove that that happens. I mean, it's a really important point, but, you know, the, the shipping industry is littered with examples of first movers and innovators who frankly went bankrupt trying to uh, change things. You know, the industry is not um, filled with great precedence of first movers actually taking advantage of these things. Uh, and you know, we ask those changes in industry. Now, arguably this time it is different because we're not looking at a market-led change. We are looking at a, a, a regulatory imposed transition. So, you know, the driver is there from external factors. I guess the question is, do the ship owners have any agency in this or is this just something that happens to the shipping industry? No, I think the ship, you know, the shipping industry is part of of finding the right measures that are going to enable this transition and it's measures that I think it's more we talk about policy measures but to me they've got to incentivize it's about being technology neutral and it's about it providing an incentive not I guess the more kind of stick approach of if you don't do this then this happens yeah. <laughs> and and so I, I approach it sort of that way as saying, you know, how do we enable and incentivize this rather than how do we say if you don't do this, this is how you get penalized. Okay. So we are sitting here uh, at North Shipping 2019. By the time we get to the next North Shipping, we'll have got 2020 out of the way. Yes. The distraction of sulfur will, will have, have been uh, <laughs> completely uh, evaporated and uh, it'll be absolutely fine, obviously. No, no problems there. But do you think by the time we get to the next North Shipping, we are going to be having a genuinely different conversation? Here? Yeah, I think I think we've got you know there's demonstrators on the water today. You know there's there's government funding into clean tech and, and renewables in in certain countries, and I think you know next North Shipping we. We've got some success to celebrate in the fact that look, we've, we've proven yeah. this works, it is doable. And I think we can start to be celebrating some of those pilot successes and starting to talk around how do we scale and commercialize this. 
Wonderful. Well, that's a, a very optimistic note to end on. Catherine Palmer from Lloyd's Register, thank you very much for joining the Lloyd's List podcast. Thank you.